welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Great to have you joining us again today. And we're going to continue what we started last week, uh, talking about fear and how we can overcome various fears. We talked last week about overcoming fear of the future. And today we're going to talk about overcoming fear of failure, which is just enormous. But before we jump into that, let me just share with you some new information, some news, which is that I was asked to be a top mentor for something called the Wisdom App, which debuted recently. And if you want to interact with me, that is an opportunity to do that. I'll periodically do various uh, talks on that app. And if you follow me, then you'll be notified when I'm going live. And you can join in and uh, ask questions and, and make comments and, and have a chance to interact differently than you would just listening to a podcast. So if that's something you're interested in doing, I would encourage you to uh, get the Wisdom app, start following me, and um, see what I'm talking about. And see, right now I'm, I'm going to talk about um, some comebacks. That's kind of the first thing on, on the list. And if that's something that uh, you're interested in or you want to interact in some way, uh, I encourage you to do that. So it's, again, Wisdom. I'm going to try to just share some Wisdom and use this new app as, as a form to do that. And um, I look forward to, to interacting with you. By the way, just while we're talking about apps, uh, Clubhouse is also an app that I'm on. You can follow me on there as well. And I'll be doing a little bit more on, on Clubhouse in, in the weeks to come, especially as my new book comes out and, and some invitations I've gotten. So I encourage you to be... Uh, Part of that too, those two apps I think are, are really neat. There's a real opportunity for some interaction and I encourage you to, to take advantage of it. Again, the pray.com app, that the daily devotions with Rick McDaniel, you can listen to those live every Monday through Friday at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific, or you can listen to them on demand. Just go to channels uh, in the pray.com app, to channels uh, in the app, and scroll down, see Daily Devotions with Rick McDaniel. You can listen to them anytime. So I'd, I'd certainly encourage you to do that as well. So these are just some other ways that you can interact with me. You can always go to rickmcdaniel.com and, and go there to get more uh, resources and information. And and uh, that's kind of the place to go. So that's that's the, that's ground zero for for me. Stuff will be on there that can help you and 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 maybe of interest to you and in a variety of ways. And um, my new book cover is now uh, been done, and I'll be sharing that in in the in the days and weeks to come. The cover for my new book, This Is Living: Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then at some point, Amazon will put it up for pre-order and, and we'll talk more about that as that takes place and, you know, as we get, get closer to it. But I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to just be a fantastic resource for so many people. Uh, no matter how you use it, the way it's designed is you would read one 
uh, devotion each day for 100 days. And um, at the end of 100 days, you'll, you'll have read the book, but more importantly, you'll have been inspired during that entire time. And so I'm just really, really think it can help a lot of people. And I'll be talking a lot more about that as uh, things get closer, but it's still a little ways away. The, the book is uh, going to come out on January 4th. So we've, we still got a little bit of time here. Uh, but some of these other apps that I just mentioned, Wisdom, Clubhouse, Pray, they're all the Pray app. They're all, uh, of, you know, they're all available right now and you can take advantage of that. Look forward to interacting with you. There's a scripture in the Bible in Ecclesiastes 7.20 and it says this, No one in this world always does right. No one in this world always does right. Surprise! <laughs> big, big news flash there. Yeah, we all mess up. We all fall short. We all fail. Call it whatever you want. It happens. But it is amazing how the fear of failure holds people back. I've just been amazed through my entire career working with tens of thousands of people, how the fear of failure holds people back from experiencing God's best for their lives. The fear of failure holds people back from experiencing God's best for their lives. It just does. You can't allow fear to limit your potential, to drain you of, of your courage. That's what happens. The fear of failure comes in and then we just, we're just uh, afraid to attempt things to do things and it just it damages so many marvelous bright futures from folks that just never even try never even attempt because they tell themselves they can't do it so here's the first big news flash everyone will fail yeah everyone will feel fail that's just that's it. You know, no one's perfect. We, we all, we all make mistakes. It just happens, but that's not a reason to, to not try. In the course of my life, I have started seven different organizations. I have the entrepreneurial deal going. That's not all I do, but it's definitely been a big part of what I've done for many years. Love to speak. I love to write. But I have enjoyed through the years starting things and uh, leading them. But not all seven, you know, have all worked out. Two of them really just were what you would, I think, call failures. They just, they were. By the way, two of them were wildly successful, <laughs> So I would uh, take the two failures for the two great successes any day of the week. And, and, the, and by the way, the other, the, the other four, you know, uh, do somewhere, you know, in between, you might say, I think pretty darn good. And one of them, the one I'm working on right now, High Impact Living, could turn out to be wildly successful too. It's certainly on its way. But I would never trade any of those experiences. And I certainly would never say, I'm not going to try because I might fail. Now, sometimes failure just comes down to like unrealistic expectations. And I, I mean, I know a lot about that. I, I really do. 
I really do because it's so hard for me to to do what the New England Patriots say. It's on the it's the sign is on the door to the training facility. It says manage your expectations. Manage your expectations. Now, you think about, you know, you can't win every game and yet if you recall, the Patriots actually won every single game, won 18 games in a row, more games than have ever been won by any team in the history of football. And then it came down to just winning the final game, and then they would have had the second perfect season, although the first perfect season, the Dolphins, there was not as many games played, so the Patriots actually won more games than the Dolphins. But they needed to win that final game, and then they'd have the perfect season, and then they lost the Super Bowl to the Giants on a pretty incredible play. Manage your expectations. And I've, I've spent my whole life trying to manage my expectations. I recently went to my high school reunion, and the whole the whole thing I was thinking was, was I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I try to manage my expectations because... There's just so many things that my mind could think about who I might see and, you know, what we might talk about, what might happen. And, you know, it just doesn't do you any good to do that because you can end up having a perfectly good experience, a perfectly good evening, a perfectly good whatever, and and end up feeling like it wasn't because of your unrealistic or false expectations. So... It's just important to just understand that, you know, that's a big part of it is the fear of failure keeps you from succeeding. Fear of failure causes indecisiveness, the opposite of what you need to be decisive, indecisiveness. So you're not really able to act, you know, especially as it relates to opportunities. And so much about success in life is about seeing and seizing opportunities. Used to be one of my more famous messages that I used to speak. People always wanted to hear that one. See, how do you see an opportunity? How do you seize an opportunity? And here's what I can tell you. Fear of failure will cause you to miss the opportunity altogether. God presents us with opportunities, and then the fear of failure causes us to hesitate and become indecisive. And you know what happens with that is that it, we miss the window of opportunity. And there's a reason it's called you know, a window or a door or whatever of opportunity because you know it opens and it closes. It opens and it closes. And if you miss the opening, then it's closed and then it's not available to you. And people have missed out on incredible opportunities because they were indecisive. They didn't act. They were too afraid that it might not work. It might fail. And so they said to themselves, I'm not even going to try. And then somebody else says, I'm going to seize this opportunity, and then they, they enjoy the success that could have been yours. Could have been yours. Fear of failure. 
how it how it keeps us from God's best for our lives, it's just incredible. Fear of failure can cause two other things, both of which are negative. One is perfectionism, the other is workaholism. So let's just look at that for a moment. The workaholism part, I, I'm a huge believer in hard work and it seems like less and less people seem to want that now. They're trumpeting the idea of a four-day work week and all that kind of stuff. And I just I just think that's that's not the answer. I think it's about working s- smart and that, that you have to work hard, but you can also work smart. So you don't have to be a, a workaholic, but you're still going to have to work hard if you're going to achieve in this life. But workaholics, basically... They're just constantly afraid um, that it's going to fail and so that they spend all their time working and that's that's no way to enjoy your life. So you, you end up not having an enjoyable life. When I would go on vacation, I would tell my staff, you know, don't bother me. I'm not going to be looking at emails every day. I'm not going to be calling and all that stuff. And and I and I taken some you know fairly long vacations because I've traveled around the around the world and you know people would always come up to the staff and be like uh, some type of version of you know oh, I guess uh, you know Pastor Rick's been calling in I guess he's checking in and they'd be like no and people wouldn't even believe it they're like there's no way you know the guy who founded this and is the the senior leader is just gonna not but I believe in you know work hard play hard I I just believe when you go on vacation. That's not a vacation if you're going to still keep the work stuff going. But people that have a fear of failure, it's like they just feel like, oh, my gosh, I got to know what's going on. I've got to check in and all this sort of stuff. And then the perfectionism part. Again, I'm really a guy about excellence, man. I believe in excellence so much. I believe excellence honors God and inspires people. I believe that with all my heart. When you do something excellently, it honors God and inspires people. But there is a difference between excellence and perfection. I'll never forget when I was I went to speak to this college football team that had had an undefeated season and lost their first game. And that was my that was my message to them that day. You can still be excellent even though you, you're no longer perfect. And like I just had players come up to me and coaches, and they're like, oh man, this is great. This is just what we needed. We went and they went out and won that game. I was there on the sidelines. They, they couldn't be perfect anymore, but the goal was not perfection. The goal was excellence. So you can be excellent, but when you when you fear failure, then you think you have to be perfect. And so you constantly are trying to go after perfection, which is an elusive goal, an illusionary goal. It's an illusion. It's not real. Perfection doesn't exist in this life. Perfect as heaven, earth is not. Fear of failure. So here's the thing, and this is so important to remember. Failure isn't final. Just because you fail doesn't make you a failure. Lots of people have failed. And they continue to go on and make a great impact and have an incredible legacy. Walt Disney failed seven times. Look at his incredible legacy. I mean, really, the name Disney is like the gold standard. From the guy who failed multiple times. There's so many people that 
fail and fail and fail. And then finally they succeed because they don't see failure as final. There's a, a TV show on, I haven't watched it. So I just want to put that disclaimer out there called Squid Game, but apparently it's super popular in multiple countries. It's on Netflix. And I was reading an article about it and the guy was turned down by 10 different studios, 10 over like a 10 year period. No, 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 no. He got it really like got down to the end there, like where he like had virtually no money. I read he had to sell his laptop, which is if you're writing, it's kind of hard to do without a laptop that he was, it was that dire and, and, but he kept after it and he said this, I'm not a failure just cause I have failed. And now the guy's got like the number one show. And those stories, I mean, they're just replete. I could spend this entire podcast just going through my personal hero, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, he failed at love. He failed at business. He failed in politics. I mean, he failed, failed, failed. It's unbelievable how many things Abraham Lincoln failed at. And then he won. <laughs> and he... You know, he won on the, the biggest stage in the biggest way to become the president of this country at the biggest possible moment in the history of the country. And most scholars, and I certainly think there's no denying this, believe he's the greatest president this country ever had. So there it is. Instead of fearing failure, you know, you just may need to kind of recalibrate your goals Maybe reset them, reass reassess them, just to, you know, like, if you want to, to get somewhere, there's a number of steps you take along the way. I was reading about Aretha Franklin, and she had nine albums before she became famous. Nine. That's a lot. Before people really, you know, kind of caught on to her music. So, overnight success unlikely unlikely so you just have to to, to keep after it you got to take risks you have to get out of your comfort zone but this is what i believe failure isn't reaching a goal failure is 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 that you don't set a goal that's failure failure is not fulfilling your dreams it's Failure is not even having a dream. Failure is not falling down. Failure is refusing to get back up. Failure is not final. Failure is just feedback. It tells you that didn't work. It tells you try something different. It tells you try again. The only way that failure ever becomes final is when we become negative. And we quit trying. And that happens. When we change our attitude, it becomes negative, and we just start thinking in negative ways. And then we're not open to possibilities and opportunities, and we, we don't have the positive, optimistic outlook that we need to have. And ultimately, that leads to just flat-out quitting. It's a huge connection I believe between negativity and fear. 
I think they're just like partners. I really do. I really try to stay away from negative people and not be around them because I just feel like those are the fear people. You know, even, you know, all the things that have, have gone on with the pandemic and people will say, we have reason to be afraid and, you know, fear is telling us something. We need, you know, we need to, to, to listen to it. And of course, again, fight or flight and that whole thing, there is a response that, that we we should have toward proper response that we should have toward things that are genuinely uh, dangerous. But so many people use that as a way of uh, really justifying their fear that is not a good fear and not a healthy fear. It's just like people who talk about things and they say, well, I'm I'm a realist, you know, I'm not negative, I'm a realist. And most of the time when people say that, they're negative. <laughs> they're negative. They want to couch it in realism because it, it's, it sounds better. The aspect of fear that's natural is the idea that we fear what we don't know. Yeah, we fear what we don't know. But, but again, we have to overcome. We have to overcome that. That's what we talked about last week, you know, fear of the future. And then again, do, are we going, do we know we're going to be successful? Well, no, there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees in life, but that's not a reason not to try. Here's another really important principle. Failure has benefits. It does. Failure gives us insight. Like maybe it's telling us we're functioning outside of our giftedness. I mean, no one is good at everything. You have to know what you're good at, what you're gifted at. So maybe what, what failing tells you is, oh, this, isn't, this isn't my area of, 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 of giftedness. I need to surround myself with people who are better. Like, again, like people who start stuff, entrepreneurs, stuff like that, you know, I know a lot about. Sometimes what happens is then when it comes down to uh, the running of things, they don't have the gifting. So they've got to find those people that are better, you know, with organization or administration and certainly need to surround yourselves with, you know, the right accountants and attorneys and all those kind of folks that can help you, board members, all that stuff. So that you stay in your area of giftedness, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try it. It means you should go for it with your passion and your vision and your giftedness and then find other people to, to be on your team. Failure is a marvelous educator. It shows us what doesn't work. Well, that's, that's an enormous blessing. I believe in the power of a negative example. Obviously, I believe in the power as a motivational, inspirational guy, uh, the power of a positive example. I love to tell stories about people that just, you know, that you can look at and you basically can say, man, I, yeah, I want to do it like that person did. I love the scripture in the Bible where Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Paul's like, hey, follow me. Do what I do. You'll be successful like I I'm successful. I, I, I think that's great. So following the, a positive example is great. But there is power in a negative example. There is. Because you just look and you go, oh, don't do that. Uh, that's not the way to do things. So failure has that, you know, really, really good 
educational value. Like, okay, don't do that again. I think failure is motivational. And, you know, you may say, boy, you're really stretching to hear, Rick. But, but hear me out. Failure forces us to find new approaches. Yeah. That didn't work, so i got to find something that does work. So many times in my life and career, ministry, whatever you want to call it, all of the above, I just had to find other ways. Just find other ways because this way wasn't working. So you find, you know, you get more creative. Sometimes you're just not tapping into the creativity until you have the fail, the failure, the failing. You know, failure can just be, it, it can be a great motivator for success. And again, just history is just filled and filled with examples of people who fail their way right into success. I mean, they just use the, the failing as motivation and they just keep after it. I mean, obviously the, the squid game guy, I mean, you know, just at what point do you just say, you know, it's not going to happen, bro. You know, like you've heard no a lot. So it's not going to happen. And he was like, nope, I got a great idea here. I think this is really cool and I'm going to stay with it. It's kind of a bizarre, you know, I, I read sort of the summary of it. It's, it's kind of a bizarre idea, but it's working for him. He believed in it. The other side of that, which is equally good, is that failure has a marvelous way of preventing arrogance and pride. Because failure brings humility. It, it, it keeps us humble. So this is, of course, great for people. Like I mentioned, you know, two organizations wildly successful, but two not. And the two not keep you humble about the two that are. So you don't believe that everything you touch turns to gold and every word you speak is the gospel and, you know, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, it's important to to have these failures because they they bring a, a necessary amount of humility into our lives. So you see, I mean, those are some really good benefits. You know, not that anyone would sign up for them. Just like, uh, and I did this a while ago now, but you can go back and listen. Went on stress, probably the most popular. Of episodes on anything that I've done on this podcast and I did one on the benefits of stress and people are like what no we're trying to ignore stress avoid it no there's benefits there's benefits to failing again no one signs up for it you know certainly don't start something like hey we're looking to forward to failing but if you do then there's education and motivation and humility that can come out of it I mean failure it's going to always be a reality, regardless of your level of success. I mean, it just is. Go back to the Patriots. They win 18 straight games, and then the final capstone game, the Super Bowl, the final one, they lose. I mean, wow. Failure, here's a great benefit, causes you to evaluate. There's nothing like failure to cause you to do some evaluation reevaluation and what that then causes is that we end up reflecting we end up being introspective 
self-reflection, introspection. These are gifts, my friends. These are things that you just, you just have to have. You have to have them. If you're just cruising through life without it, you're cruising toward a failure. We need to pause and reflect. It's important. And then what can happen is it, it may result in a new direction. In other words, maybe you just tweak the idea. You don't just shelve it, but you just say, yeah, I got to tweak this to make this work. It's happened many times to many people in many different circumstances where they don't just shelve the whole thing or give up on it, but they, they re-engineer it in some way, they tweak it in some way, they, they, they make it better. And when you think about all these benefits, then you really see failure isn't something to be feared. It's not something to be feared. It's something that really can, can be a benefit to you. And again, you know, remembering that everyone's going to fail you, fail, that's just going to happen. And that failure is not the final word because you're not a failure. You just failed in something. I mean, don't let the fear of failure keep you from God's best for your life. That's the final message. Move forward, step out, take the risk, try it. See what might happen. Don't let fear of failure keep you from attempting great things. Hope that helps today. Have a great day, have a great week, and I look forward to being back with you again next week on the Point of Impact podcast. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.